Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 188. I am Sean, and joined with me over there in another city is the off-road Dodgers, Andy. Yeah, we're doing an online episode again. Um, this just might be easier for today. We're uh, trying to figure things out, but that's what's going on, and uh, we're, we're happy we're able to do it, so... Yeah, so uh, bear with us if it doesn't sound uh, as, you know, as HD as it typically does. Uh, We're working out the kinks. Uh, But yeah, we do not have uh, Tony Katz in studio with us uh, today. He uh, might be moved to the minor leagues. We'll we'll see. Yeah, he's got a very uh, busy social schedule, it seems like. He's got to shake a lot of hands or something. I don't know. (laughs) He's in Florida. I mean, Uh, if he was running for office, we didn't we wouldn't even know. No. I didn't see any signs, Mm-mm. but it would explain a lot. Yeah. Maybe his local office, city of Villa Park. Yeah. I'm, I don't even live in that county. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so this is our entertainment pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Uh, got some good stuff to get into. And I think we're going to start things off with an update from the governor. And this is about theme parks. Andy. Yeah. So uh, they announced a plan i guess you'd call it to reopen theme parks in the state of california and it's uh you know you got to do this you got to meet these requirements and um i think you got to be in the yellow in the yellow zone which i think we're not there yet we're in the orange yep so we're not there yet but even when you get to the yellow county yes but we're also in the orange in orange county yeah because la is still purple so universal studios and things like that but even in the orange, you can't open yet. Yeah. Yellow, when you get is, to yellow is nearly there for Orange County. Yeah. When you get to yellow, then you can open at 25% capacity and you still have to do all the, you know, wiping down stuff and everyone has to wear masks and there's no indoor dining, all that kind of stuff. And um, Disney was basically like, all right, fuck off. Like, if you're not going to take this seriously, then we're, we can't ever open like that. Which, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we all said that from the beginning, like. Why not just do the 25%? That's better than zero, right? But maybe not. Maybe it actually costs more to run the place. Yeah, I mean, the power probably is... I mean, the air conditioning and... I, I don't know. I mean, how do you s- staff 25% of the park? Do you well, just yeah, have like what one I would, section open a day? That's what I would think. You'd have to have stuff like that. And be like, all right, no one's going to the uh, Haunted Mansion and Pirates Caribbean, that, that wing of the park. Just it's closed. That's Adventureland probably, is closed? Just the whole thing. They just put a big wall up there. I don't know. I don't. I mean, there's a lot. I'm, I like Disneyland. I'm not necessarily a Disney freak, but there's a lot of Disney freaks out there. I, I mean, Gavin Newsom, my he should be. I, I'm surprised if people aren't just like trying to like throw him out of office a little more seriously than there are people trying to do that. But, you know, I figure there'd be a more hoorah of people. I think there's still just a, a small minority of the entire population. <laughs> And I think I think people get people get it, but like Disney's whole statement about like they don't even care about the science. We've been trying to we have all these things in place. It's like no, you really don't. Like this is not about science for Disney. They're afraid of losing losing the money, and they're still going to make tons and tons of money this whole year, but or like the decade. You get that willow just money. A, yeah, it's just not a, not a good year this year, but. 
Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, 25%, good luck even getting a, a ticket, assuming they do actually, you know, open at that level. Yeah, and I think it'll be like a lottery system or something. Yeah, it'll be like yeah. getting an iPhone, you know, on day one, go back four years ago. is like impossible. Yeah. Or maybe you go back to the old days and just sell, like, uh, individual rides. Carnival? You know, just be like, all right, today is when the Star Wars is open, and it's $900. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's, there, is there anything keeping them from doing that? I don't know. Like, I've been saying this from the get-go. Why couldn't they just say, you know what? Thanks for your advice, but go uh, fly a kite. We're opening. Their lawyers are probably better than the state of California's lawyers. Uh, I, I think you're wrong on that point. I think uh, the California health cops will come in with... Health cops? Yeah, with pens or something. I don't know. Clipboards. You don't want to fuck with them. Yeah, I don't but, know. I mean, I just just talked about how the World Series tickets um, are like six thousand dollars or something for four, um, because there's just greater demand, especially with a lower capacity. And I mean, playoff tickets are always more expensive than regular season tickets. And then this whole situation now, why can't Disney just be like, "All right, six thousand dollars. That's how we're making our money." Well, my point is just why don't they just say thanks for your advice, but we're just going to open full capacity what are you gonna do I, obviously they could get I'm, away I'm telling with, you, you know, charging <laughs> they're not gonna get away with it ticket. it'd be they'll be fined and shut down and all kinds of stuff they're not gonna do that yeah i know but okay well maybe there will be more updates on that but it's an uh, inch in, in the right direction of opening things up nonetheless uh let's move on so Everyone is aware I've moved, and uh, my girlfriend has a Peloton bike. So I decided to buy Peloton shoes to ride the bike. I'll be the first to say I'm not huge on riding like a bike. I I have a beach cruiser, and it's fun to cruise every now and then, but I've never belonged to a spin class, or I've never taken a spin class at the gym. I have ridden a bike at the gym, you know, to kind of warm up before I go play basketball or work out or what have you, but... I said, what the hell? You know, all the gyms are closed right now. I'm going to buy some shoes and I'm going to pedal. And uh, the shoes are about $125 after shipping and all that because you can't buy them in their stores because their stores don't have uh, stuff there. They're just for show. Uh, $13 for that. $150 for these bike shoes. But I will say it was actually pretty fun. I've gone every day since I've had them. So that's, I think, four days in a row now I've, I've pedaled at least 15 minutes each day i want to say maybe one day was 10 minutes but uh it's kind of cool i've done the classes uh and then one day i rode through the french countryside (laughs) and uh, that one wasn't that you take any steroids what you take any steroids i I had to actually they have a little machine that comes out a little needle out of the side of the bike and injects you some blood Um, doping but it's kind of fun and you can pick the music you want to hear uh like the genre rather uh so actually, I mean, we just started recording right after I, I wrapped up work. I haven't been out of the same seat all day. Um, I might go pedal a little bit after this. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm sorry for I'm trying to drink <laughs> a beer right now. <laughs> you ended the sentence just as I was uh, grabbing my beer. And Oh, what are you drinking over there? Um, oh, I got to get in the spirit. Got this pumpkin something pumpkin beer. I don't have the bottle with me, so I don't know what's called. But. Well, let me tell you what I just picked up over the weekend. I got a six pack of Stone Ten Thirty One Twenty. It's enjoyed by Halloween. 
Yeah, it's that's a, a nice date. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. It's about almost a 10% uh, beer. And uh, the six packs is about 18 bucks at Target. So that was fun. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's it's a slow drinker. Uh, I'm not I don't have one right now. But I had one on Saturday and I think I had one on Sunday. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're they're intimidating. They're Oh yeah. Hoppy. I wanted something, you know, kind of pumpkin-y or Halloween-y and so that's what I said I saw. I didn't want to get the Sam Adams Oktoberfest cuz I mean that's always there, I feel like. Oh, but it's so good. Yeah, it's good, but I I've had that one a lot. Yeah. Um, but okay, let's continue this uh, topic of Halloween. I went into a Halloween store uh, on Sunday. And, you know, like a pop-up Halloween store that's there for the month and then they're gone. Uh, you know, yeah, quickly getting a clown night. costume or something. Yeah, I actually are, I ordered a costume on Amazon. Um, not that like we're going to just hang out at the house. Uh, they're not going to, we're not going to do anything. We might have some trick-or-treaters, which is another thing too I'll get into after this about the Halloween candy. But, uh, Halloween store Sunday, two weeks before Halloween. We went in there about 11 o'clock in the morning. They open at 10. Not a soul in there. Nothing. It looks fully stocked. It doesn't look like there's been anyone inside of this place. It felt like we were in like an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark or something where you go into this store, but it's not a store and then you're stuck in there. So uh, pretty weird. It just shows you no one's. I don't think people are buying anything not in person might be buying their no. costume on Amazon or just not at all this year. All the candy at the stores is like 50% off. So that was the other thing. I was at yeah. Ralph's and uh, I already noticed like there's already way too much candy still in stock, which I yeah. thought was kind of strange. And then I took a little closer look and most of it's already 50% off. So I, I stocked up. I don't even know in this complex if there are many trick-or-treaters, I mean, you can't come in here unless you live here or you're like a, a registered guest. So you're not going to get, you know, out of towners or what have you. But I don't think there's many kids like children that live in this development. So I, I don't know, but I was like, hey, I might as well. I bought a hundred pack of like the good candies. It was six bucks from, you know, from $13. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a trip over and, you know, stock up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like usually yeah. it's 50% off on November 1st. Like, I asked my mom, like, why is it like, why is there so much candy? She's like, oh, they didn't know. They'd made all that candy last year. I was like, well, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, they make all the candy in February. I don't know. So, that's, mm, why would they make it that early? I mean, candy is bad, bad, but yeah, maybe they start, you know, making production on that stuff and I don't know. Maybe they, maybe your mom's it's, on the inside. Who knows? Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, it's like all the places where it's like, well, Christmas is over, but we gotta get all the stock back in for Christmas or something. Yeah, like they gotta start churning out Snickers in order to meet demand. Yeah, oh, by October thirty first. I also like yeah. almond joy. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely good coconut. But yeah, pretty weird. If you go into a Halloween store, it's not going to be that crazy. I mean. At least not yet. Maybe also we're not procrastinating enough. Maybe on you know the thirtieth it'll be a zoo. Who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm expecting that people are still going to have all kinds of parties and stuff. That it'll be different, but it won't be that different. Like you're not going to keep people down. They're going to be like, "Fuck it, we're just going to do it. We're just going to have parties." And I mean, this is Tony's highest holiday. It's a, a, like yeah. a full moon. It's on a Saturday. It's the time change. So. He's pretty stoked, I bet, wherever he is. 
I mean, okay. it might just be the end of the world. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. Oh, they did say that an asteroid the size of a refrigerator is going to hit the Earth the day before the election. Okay. It's going to be going 24,000 miles an hour, I think, or a second. They always uh, land in Russia, right? Well, it's going to break up in the atmosphere and not actually do anything. Um, you know, the news kind of just peppered that in. If it was an actual big deal, like I think the news companies would be like, you know what? We're going to stop being douches for a second. This is a, everyone listen up. Um, so yeah, get Affleck on the phone. Yeah. Uh, but that wasn't even a story I had. I, that just came because uh, the end of the world comment. Keeping it uh, in a nice little uh, transition of Halloween, let's talk about some of the scariest movies out there. Yeah, there was a a study done uh, to try to find the scariest movie uh, scientifically. So they uh, hooked up some heart monitors to people. And had them watch some of the, uh, you know, the scariest movies of all time. You know, they found they found a list, and then they went through them and studied people people's heart rates. And can you guess what number one is? Casper. Close. That's at number nine. No, no, no. Um, I was surprised because it's a movie I have not seen. Sinister. Um, it is sinister. Okay, I, th- I thought I had saw. A headline yeah. about Sinister. All I didn't right, read cheating. it. That's cheating, yeah. Uh, Ethan I haven't Hawk seen movie. that either. Yeah. I never watched it. And then number two is Insidious, which I always confuse the two movies. They it's came the, out same like the same name. Came out like the same time, yeah. And they have very similar sounding names. Um, it's it's a very, very recent mo- uh, list. Like most of the movies are pretty recent. Number two, Insidious. Number three, The Conjuring. Number four, Hereditary. Number five, Paranormal Activity. Number six, It Follows. Seven, The Conjuring 2. Eight, The Babadook. Nine, The Descent. And ten, The Visit. So out of that list of movies, The Descent is the oldest by far. The Visit is not really scary. That's a M. Night Shyamalan kind of weird thing. I liked it. It's good. but huh. I don't, um, I don't little, know little surprised. I that one all the way A little through. surprised by this. But I think uh, what it tells me is that they're really good at making... Movies that uh, elevate your heart rate. That's what this tells you, that they kind of figure out the formula, especially with the like insidious paranormal conjuring, you know, all those type of movies. Yeah, I mean, it's also they've gotten really good lately about you need loud noise from the music. You need a screech. You need a a sudden camera angle uh, flip. Uh, They love doing like the mirror where it's open, uh, you know, the uh, bathroom mirror is open just a little and then they close it and there's someone right behind you. Yeah, so I just watched I watched two of these modern horror movies, and yeah, that is everything is like the thing where you oh there's a sound coming from this corner, and you go to that corner, and there's nothing there, and the person like relaxes like oh, and then the thing's actually behind them, and it's like that happens like nine times every every movie, and so I think they like I said they just found the the formula here. I think if you take out the music and watch one of these movies, it's not nearly as scary. Yeah, and, and it's it's not just music; it's the absence of music. Sometimes it is, it's like almost entirely done by sound. Yeah, because I mean, like it that. it tells you, oh, I need to be scared right now. Yeah. So just looking at this, some of the older movies here. So A Nightmare on Elm Street's thirteenth, Texas Chainsaw Massacre fifteenth, and Halloween fourteenth. But I don't know which one that is. Yeah, Halloween that that could be one of fifty-one movies. Yeah. 
So we've got uh, Poltergeist at 26th. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Friday the 13th at 28th. Very good. The Shining at 33rd. So. That's a good one. Yeah. But I, I think that's where... It doesn't elevate your heart rate a lot. It's just a good, scary movie. Yeah, that's the thing. The Shining is, is one of the best movies ever made just for a lot of different reasons. Like, like movie-making reasons, not necessarily scare reasons, but... Yeah, I mean, this is I can't dispute them. Uh, this is this is the list based on heart rates. So, uh, but there's some good ones. So, I should probably watch Sinister at some point. But yeah, I just looked; it's not available to stream. Uh, yeah, I don't believe anywhere. So, blame. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, one more thing about uh, pumpkins and Halloween. So I saw today that. Cable TV will not stream or you know sh- air the uh, Charlie Brown and the Search of the Great Pumpkin or whatever that episode is called that special that's usually on like CBS every year. Yeah, so that's a bummer because I do like watching that. It, you know, it's it, it's fun and it's uh, in its uh, element. But if you are an Apple TV Plus subscriber, or I don't even think you need to be. You can watch it on Apple TV Plus. They have it, and I believe they will have the ho- the Christmas episode as well. So uh, they want people. I even got an email. I was supposed to my one year free trial was up in like three weeks. I got an email the other day saying we're going to extend it through February at no additional cost. So I don't think pedi- yeah. many people are uh, subscribing there. I think they're also making new peanuts specials as well. Hmm. So. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if that'll do it for me, but we'll see. I'll watch them. Yeah. Why not? It's fun. The piano. Try playing that piano. If you can play it, <laughs> that's a tough, easy sounding, but tough play, uh, melody to play. Yeah. Well, there's usually not like uh, weird, dirty kids dancing around you either when you're playing. That probably helps you out a lot. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, move on. Um, we do have some bad news out in the uh, Hollywood world, and it involves the dude. The dude? Are you familiar with this story, Andy? I am. Yeah, Jeff Bridges announced uh, the other day that he has cancer, lymphoma, and uh, he's 70 years old. He is in good spirits and says, you know, he's got some of the best doctors caring for him, and he feels fine at the moment. So hopefully. Is he only 70? Did you say only 70? Yeah, he's not like 77. Uh, I believe he's 70. Wow. Yeah, he seems older to me. I don't know. I don't know why. Born in 49. So he'll yeah. be 71 in uh, December. Yeah. Pretty good. But yeah, hopefully, I mean, that guy's a pretty amazing actor. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, a treatable, uh, more treatable form of cancer and he'll get good care. But yeah, he, he's prolific. Like he just keeps doing movies and stuff. He's. I don't think he turns anything down. I know he's got a an FX show. They keep promoing like it'll come out at some point. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, do, I do want to see. Yeah, I want to see more from him. But. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll say a prayer for that guy. Let's uh, jump to some Disney Plus series news regarding Willow. Now, of course, this is Will Smith's younger uh, young daughter. Um, no, I think it's what she's named after, but it is not that at all. Oh, interesting. So we we have a we have to do a weekly Disney Plus update. It seems like, but that's because they just keep announcing new content, and it's uh, you know usually Marvel or you know 
Lucas based. And uh, this is on the Lucas based side. This is Willow, a movie probably not a lot of people watched, but it was a, a George Lucas movie after Star Wars um, with Warwick Davis, the little the little guy. Um, he was in a village of little people and he has to fight like an evil witch. It's good fantasy stuff at Val Kilmer, yeah. a movie I watched as a kid a ton. And uh, there was always rumors that then, you know, eventually they'll make a sequel and they, they never did. But now uh, they're going to make a Disney Plus series. And th- there were some st- rumors about it happening like six months ago, but now it's uh, confirmed. And uh, Ron Howard, who directed the the original movie, um, this is executive producing and they have some you know talent behind it. I don't think I ever saw that movie or even heard of it. Yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a big deal, but it was something that it, you know I had as a kid on VHS, and it it's creepy for a kids' movie. It's it's scary. <laughs> pretty good. It's like a witch trying to kill a baby, and that's like that's pretty dark stuff. Yeah. And there's little people that get, get turned into like really tiny. Like, Interesting. I mean, it's the the village. They're dwarves, but then there's like people that get turned into like the size of mice. House? Yeah. Huh. It's got some scary, scary stuff in there. When is this uh, slated to be uh, premiering? Uh, I mean, I'm sure production is not even close at this point. They got a. I think they were they were working on the scripts. That was the story from about six months ago. So they probably have something pretty good. But I don't know if there's even a production plan right now. But gotcha. Going to be a while. Yeah. Let's say next fall at the earliest. All right. Well, to be continued. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about the new HBO series, The Sun. Oh, uh, yeah. Another new streaming show, I'll call it, because I think HBO at this point, we could just say, is streaming, even though I this is coming to HBO, not HBO Max. So it's coming to the, the regular version, the TV version you can get. But uh, yeah, a new show called The Sun. It's going to produ- be produced by Jonathan Nolan and his wife, their production company. So they're, you know, big deals at HBO. Um, but it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is starring in this. It's a, you know adaptation of a of a novel. And it was like his passion project. He wanted a project to work with Deli, Denny Villeneuve again. He uh, worked with him on Prisoners and Enemy. And since those movies, that director has gone on to like way bigger things. You know, Sicario, Arrival, and uh, Blade Runner. Um, but Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to work with him again and found the project. And they agreed, yeah, this is what we need to do. And it was supposed to be a movie, and then they actually decided, no, let's make this an HBO series. So, well, it'll probably be pretty great because typically that's how uh, how they operate. Yeah, I think you can trust that quality when when HBO goes and gets like an actual movie star and a successful director to come get in on a project. Those usually turn out pretty well. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, and when is that uh, scheduled to uh, debut? Uh, Not for a while. I mean, anything that's announced that it's going to start means it's a while away (laughs) woof yeah okay well we'll keep you updated on that as well as it uh hatches out more details uh before we get into what we're watching we only have one more story and uh we watched hubie brown no hubie brown (laughs) hubie halloween why do i always want to say that newscasters or sportscasters name because that was what i called it a long time ago so now it's in your mind I guess. So Hubie Halloween, uh, which is obviously a great Halloween uh, movie starring Adam Sandler and Virginia Bennett uh, on Netflix. Well, it also had an actual real life newscaster from the Boston area 
and she played a newscaster for Salem or wherever it was uh, outside of Salem. And uh, turns out uh, contracts are a real bitch. Home run. <laughs> it wasn't a home run. Andy. In she real got life. Fired, in fact. In the baseball game. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Dodgers in the World Series are playing right now as we record this. Andy, though, is he's a workaholic. He, this is his, his passion is uh, Dodgers baseball. But here he is. Yeah. So as I was saying to myself, <laughs> this newscaster who plays the, the news anchor, if I'm not mistaken, was uh, let go because it's a breach of contract. She's not allowed to use her likeness on uh, movies or things outside of her TV channel. Yeah, so my, my first thought is this this is too bad. And it, it was a good bit, too, even though it was a little like untimely, I would say, where the whole thing was all the people were dressed as Harley Quinn. That was the, the, the costume they're doing. But mm-hmm. it was um, it's the costume from the Suicide Squad movie, which is pretty old at this point. So I thought that was a little weird, but uh, it was still it was still a funny little bit. I, I enjoyed it. I'm sure uh, that's yeah, still thought, a common costume. Yeah, but there's also a new Harley Quinn costume you can do. Uh, so they have the old subs- one. There's been a subsequent film. Yeah. But, well, yeah, yeah she said thought, she filmed it a year ago, but uh, wouldn't you? Which think would be 2019, just... so it'd still be three years old. Yeah, that's true. Wouldn't you yeah. think to ask, like, "Hey, I've got to leave work today. I'm going to go film this thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it." And just say that, and then they're like, huh, "Not so fast." Yeah, I don't know how this all worked out. Or I think you sign stuff you don't really realize. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, mean, at first, my guess is the fact that it, you know, made the rounds around the news uh, outlets. Someone in Florida, someone in, you know, uh, Kentucky is reaching out and saying, hey, uh, we need to fill this anchor position. How, how'd you like to come aboard? Well, I, I thought of something better. So hopefully Sandler knows about this story, because if there's anything you can say about him is he takes care of people. Oh, and she'll just be in the rest of his movies. I'm expecting her to be in every single movie for the rest of the time. It's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a better gig. You don't have to get up at 4 a.m., 1 a.m. even, depending on what time you go into the uh, station. He should call her in right now. I, I saw he's filming his uh, newest movie right now. This uh, basketball movie for Netflix. So, oh, I like probably basketball. will be good. Yeah, and it's not like it's not one of his comedies. It's a real like drama. So. Oh boy, some Spanglish. No. He's done a good job. Yeah. So high hopes, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully this, uh, this woman gets a, gets a role in that film. I'm sure she has a whole new career. Care of. I mean, like we said, it, it made the news outlets and the news rounds. Uh, so people are aware. Um, okay. Well, before we get into what we've been watching, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends, simple doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier. And it works through the dog's current collar or harness. If you had to, SimpleDoggy.com. That's two G's and plug-in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 25% off and free shipping. So head to SimpleDoggy.com. That's two G's and plug-in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. Okay, Andy, uh, I know we both finished The Haunting of Bly Manor. How many other things do you have on your uh, docket? I have three other ones. All right, well, you uh, you tell us those three, and then we'll close with Bly Manor. All right, so I'm going to – I've watched two other horror movies, but I'm going to start with the non-horror movie. 
Although for some people it is quite scary. Um, so the, you know, the Netflix, you know, formula works out pretty well. Um, how they recommend stuff to you. Um, well, I saw, I think this, this weekend, uh, one of the movies trending, a movie I hadn't seen in a while. Um, it was there, I think number four on like top 10. I'm like, Oh, this makes sense. And they got me. I'm like, I should watch this because it's there. Uh, that is a movie called the money ball from around 10 years ago. You've really never seen that. No, I had seen it before, Oh, but I hadn't seen it since it had come out. Oh. So 10 years or so. And it's, it's a really good movie. So, and it was very relevant because this was right after uh, the Dodgers had won, I think, game five. And this is this is a baseball movie, and it's very relevant to how the Dodgers do baseball. Like I, I talked in the in the sports thing about the uh, the analytical movement um, that both teams, the Dodgers and Rays in the World Series, use, and how this movie is really about how that started with the Oakland A's in the early two thousands. Um, but I think the real reason why this movie was trending is that the uh, the main guy there billy bean the gm of the oakland a's um has finally finally retired i guess we'll call it from the oakland a's he's taken a new position it's in sports still but he's working for a corporation that owns multiple teams including the red sox so um the red sox finally got him i think that's the ending of that story there but uh yeah Moneyball's really good even if you don't like baseball it's probably not a harvest and accurate how that works out and probably oversimplified, but does a really good job. And uh, it reminded me like how this movie is actually pretty, it's 10 years old now. And crazy. Like that was, remember Jonah Hill was like, what the hell he's doing a, a drama. And um, yeah, I forgot that did, it was, uh, ask me about you, my wiener for <laughs> yeah. accepted. Um, I forgot that it was a, a Aaron Sorkin movie, which the year after the social network came out. So he was a really hot name. Um, and I think I had the, some of the same criticisms of like, not always telling the truth. We're um, kind of, you know, exaggerating stuff, which uh, there's been some criticisms about Sorkin's newest movie, which just which just dropped uh, this week on Netflix. That it's not entirely accurate in that story, but I'm still going to check that movie out eventually. That is the uh, yeah, one trial, day the trial of the Chicago Seven, um, but yeah, Moneyball is good. And if you like baseball and haven't watched it yet, definitely go check it out. All right, what's your other two? Uh, I watched a couple movies out of the Conjuring universe. Oh boy! So I mean, you you know about this how there's not just the Conjuring, but there's all the spinoffs and stuff. Yeah. So I, I have seen, I watched the first Annabelle and it was terrible. We watched Annabelle 3, which was uh, not good, but it was kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this past weekend I watched The Conjuring 2, which I'd seen before. Um, and I did not like nearly as much as The Conjuring 1. And after a second watch, I still agree with that opinion. It's it's just a worse movie. It's I mean, it's it's not original. The Conjuring One isn't original either, but just doing it again makes it even less original. There's some really just weird moments. There's a whole, there's a part where Patrick Wilson decides to play the guitar and sing an Elvis song, and I kind of feel like he just sang an Elvis song offset one time, and they're like, "That's pretty good. We should do that in the movie." I'm like, oh, okay, because like it doesn't really make that much sense. It's really cheesy. Hmm. Um. But I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's a fine movie. Just this whole thing that we're like the Conjuring needed this whole universe because the movies were so good. It just hasn't hasn't really 
you know, shaking out well, I would say. Yeah, Conjuring 2 was just a good. cash grab. Yeah. So I never saw The Nun, which... That was terrible. Um, yeah, I've heard was not good. And then... Um, so I also watched... These are all on HBO, so that's why I watch these. Um, the Curse of La Llorona. So uh, The Curse of La Llorona, another Conjuring spinoff. Um, very loosely connected somehow. Um, not to be confused with my Sharona. Of course not. Hopefully we get that joke in twice. I hope so too. <laughs> I don't know where you pick it up. We had some technical difficulties and I thought it was too good not to say. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want to miss miss it, but um I, I might have rather rather listened to my Sharona on repeat for an hour and a half than this movie. Not that it was horrible, just kinda you know, nothing nothing to it. I think I saw uh, like five minutes of it one time on HBO or something. Yeah, the whole premise is that you know it's a a woman who killed her children and now she's, you know, comes back to haunt other children and try to take them um, to replace her children. And it's uh, like it's a horror story told in Mexico. So um, the, the one kind of redeeming factor of this is, yeah, it's, it's set in early 70s L.A. And it's a, you know, it's a haunting of a I don't know what it's. It's not a Mexican family because it's the mom is Linda Cardellini, who's definitely not Mexican. But I think the premise is that her husband, who is now dead, was Mexican. So she has the children who are so she um, pops up in a lot of random movies. Yeah, that could have been that could have worked out better. They could have dealt with that subject more. But I feel like that was never the plan. Like the whole thing of like, oh, well, she's white and she has these mixed children and these this Mexican folklore legend she knows nothing about is haunting her family. Initially, Um, it was cast uh, to be T. Leone. (laughs) That didn't play a part really at all. That could have been something interesting, but I think they didn't decide that they were casting her. I think they probably thought they were going to cast, you know, Hispanic woman and then just went with her and like didn't change the script. Um, Very strange. But it had had, like the the priest who had, had to leave the church because he was too radical in his like demon fighting. Wow. Like that was a good character, but yeah, overall it's like, I said it was all the same type of scares of like, Oh, where is she? She was just here. And then, Oh, she's right behind you. Or there's never any rules with these demons. It's always upsetting. Um, like, I don't know, like they can, they can float and they can teleport and it's like, they haunt you, but it's like, they can, they want to kill you, but then they don't just kill you right away. It's like, that would be too easy. Too short of a movie. We're gonna, yeah. We need, we need to haunt you like seven times. We need ninety minutes of haunt. Yeah, but the people who die in the beginning who get haunted, they don't get those chances. They're just like, well, ghost is here now. Now I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, it's always strange. It's very yeah. true. Yeah, I never know the rules. But then the whole thing with the con- being tied to the Conjuring universe. Um, so uh, spoilers for the Conjuring too. Not not really that big. Plays a big part of like you have to know the demon's name. And that's how they're able to defeat the demon. I don't know if you remember that plot point. Is that guy in Conjuring 2, that old guy Cliff or whatever from Britain? Um, it's the whole point of that is actually two demons in that movie. Oh, well, the one guy yeah. likes his recliner chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a good part of that movie. But uh, talking about the the new one here. Oh, um, yeah. The Conjuring 2, they got to find the demon's name. 
Well, in this movie, they know the demon's name the whole time. They know La Llorona. Like, all the people are like, oh, yeah, we got La Llorona. Yep. But, yeah, that doesn't play a part at all. That's not how they that's not how they defeat maybe, maybe it's not a demon it's a a specter oh or a poltergeist oh. i don't know what the difference is between all of any of this stuff but specters a 007 movie yeah but i think there's also specters or ghosts in some way but it wasn't maybe it's not a demon i don't know i don't know the rules of the universe they should tell me make it more if clear you do but uh conjuring th- three will come out at some point um and that's being directed by the person who directed this movie. So uh, maybe not high hopes for Conjuring 3. Yeah. All right. What was your other one? That was the three. So oh, now that was your to... third. All right. So now we're going into Bly Manor. Yep. So what did you think of it all? You're finished now. We've both finished the uh, nine episode uh, chaos. Yeah, I'm going to give you my quick non-spoiler thing, and then everyone can leave if they don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, spoilers um, ahead. Yeah, these are just they're super well-made dramas set on like horror settings, and just really, just really well-made television. Um, it, that, that kind of format could really only be done in television. We talked about it last week. The whole like one episode focuses on one character, but then there was also an episode here that doesn't even have any of the regular characters at all. And it's just its own self-contained story, kind of giving backstory. And it was like, this is a great hour of TV here. Yeah. That was like- um, I have one question. And I mean, we're kind of, I'm kind of jumping at least. So you learn who the lady in the lake is without a face. And yeah. she goes back up every, you know, so often every night or whatever it is to her bedroom and basically kills who's ever in there because she's looking for her daughter or her son, whatever it was. Why didn't she then kill the two parents of Flora and uh, uh, Miles? I had that same question because it seems like, oh, every night and they know she comes. If they know, like, wouldn't like everyone who ever lived in that house just be dead, which is which is part of it, which is like, yeah, there's a lot of casualties you don't even know about. Um, also, I think every they really, single person. I think they really blew uh, a very good opportunity to scare the shit out of the viewer with that guy in the plague outfit, the doctor. Absolutely, yeah. Why didn't we see that ghost? Because that would yeah. have been terrifying. Yeah. So you want to just get into spoilers here? Oh, we're in them. Yeah. So I think uh, when we last left, I'd watched four and you're like oh i'd watched like five so i think five is the pivotal pivot pivotal episode here yeah right so i don't know about you but i guessed it right away and that is a twist that the uh the housekeeper miss gross was dead the whole time so i was saying from the get-go is like everyone in here is dead like they're all yeah. dead well in the very beginning it made a really they're like are you staying for dinner and she's like no and I was like, she doesn't need to eat because she's a fucking ghost, right? Yeah. Like I said, I said that when I was watching it with my dad. And I was like, oh, she's dead, right? <laughs> I was like, and yeah, that was kind of the the whole thing. And but the thing is, she died moments before. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know. I didn't know that. I wasn't guessing that. Um, that was that was more of a twist to me than her being dead. 
Um, but I thought that was, it was really neat the way they did that about how that works and how you keep like reliving the memories and getting stuck in them. And yeah, you were tucked away. Yeah. That, that was, that was a really cool idea. Um, and yeah, the whole thing with like the, the one guy, the, I don't know, the criminal guy, how it's like they all, no one knew he was dead. And it was like, this guy's clearly dead, right? He's a ghost here. Um, Talking about Peter. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought, you know, obviously that guy had died. I didn't figure, you know, that lady just comes up and grabs him by the throat, MacGruber style and, oh, he's dead now. Yeah. Well, and then to learn, like, I thought like she was doing that, like to protect people or something, or it was had to do with him stealing. And she's like, I'm going to go punish this guy. But it was just like, no, she just kills everyone. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. In, in her way. Yeah. Which is also, I mean, she didn't, she would have easily just throat ripped also uh, Danny, the main girl, when she grabbed her. And instead, she's choking her for 25 minutes as she's walking so that she can stay alive. Yeah, they weren't exactly consistent. Also, she is choking the one guy and then throws him and he dies, but he's not fully dead. The uncle. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's, I guess it was cool. Like he got to be dead as a ghost and then go back into his body. Which I always like that. that. It's like Casper. Um, so the other twist, did you know? And I'd say the other twist is that uh, the opening scene at like the wedding was like the characters in the future. So I, I didn't catch that in the beginning, but at the end when they go back to him, I was like, oh, that's Flora. Because yeah. like at one episode, they had said like, oh, she's you know, 17 now and she's forgotten all about it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Okay, so they're older. I also thought that the blonde lady telling the story was Danny the whole time. And I was like, gosh, she's been there so long. Like the, the accent took her. Yeah. I didn't for one second think it was uh, Jamie, the lesbian girl, Gardner. Yeah. So I guess they're both lesbians, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my issue is I always have to look at the cast and whenever I'm watching something, I want to know, Oh, who's this person? What I seen them before uh, the cast had. So Carla Gugino, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but you know, from spy kids and a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, also the previous season here, um, it said, Oh, she's playing Jamie. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Okay. Well, that spoiled that for me. I didn't look that up. So yeah. So that little, like just reading the cast, which I was not trying to do to get for spoilers. Just wanted to know like, Oh, where, who's this person? Where have I seen them in before? Um, kind of spoiled that part of it for me. And that was disappointing because I remembered, I'm like, Oh, like Danny is not at that scene. And so I kind of knew the whole time, like she's not going to make it, especially what happened at the end there where it was like, her fear of like, well, we made it, but I'm eventually going to succumb to this. Mm -hmm. And that's really was kind of like the point of the story was this, the tragic love story that they kind of talk about at the end there. And yeah, it was quite good, but yeah, it was quite sad. Yeah. And now, uh, you tell me, did you enjoy this one more or less or the same as the first season? Uh, I'd say less. I, th- I think this one is considerably less scary, if that's what you're going for. Um, yeah. While there's still good, good, scary parts. Also, um, I just like the um, family, adult family story better than what this was. This this love story. So yeah. The love story between you know the the two women, and then as well as the housekeeper and the the, the chef, and their kind of like unspoken love and. 
that part of it. That's what this this was more about, which yeah, you know, for I me mean, is it, more it, relatable. The sibling relationship was more interesting to me. And it's definitely hard to come back and do you know the same caliber, same story in all regards uh, of the, the idea of it in a second season from what you showed in your first season. And I mean, I still think back to, you know, the little kid wearing that, you know, uh, Charlie Chaplin hat and then that guy hovering with the big ass cane looking for it or, you know, them seeing themselves dead in the future. And as kids, those people scaring the shit out of them or that room in the attic that, you know, doubled as the treehouse or doubled as the girl's tea room or whatever it was. It's like, Jesus Christ, there were so many different things that were like, oh, my God, like. I don't know. This yeah. show, this season was kind of lacking that for me. Yeah. I still, the, the one scene that I remember that was the, the scariest one was where, you know, where the, the, the son that was the skeptic and he's like, I never saw any of this shit. And the dad's like, mm-hmm. I've read your book. Remember the guy fixing the clock? I was like, he's like, yeah. He's like, that guy was not real. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Cause that was like, you're having that experience with that character of like, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, this is real. It makes me want to go rewatch the first season. There's still yeah. time. Halloween isn't here yet. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, one of the differences is that that haunting or that house or whatever was much more malicious where this one was really only one. One lady person. was just rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was kind of cool how like, you know, they're they're so old. They're, they've been ghosts for so long. They start to forget what they look like. And so their face starts to kind of go away. Yeah, there was that. That was kind of cool. I that wouldn't was the, call that so scary. Yeah, it was that existential horror, I would say, especially the characters that know it and know it's going to happen. But but especially there's that one scene. Do you remember where the so the, the sister that was like the first victim there where they're in the attic and like the guy just like pulls her out of nowhere and he's like, we're going to turn into this and like throws her around. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> really weird. But like, yeah, that's like a, that's pretty horrifying that it's been. 300 years or something for those people. Yeah. And they just, they're stuck. It's not their fault. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But also how it's seemingly left off where she went and, you know, drowned herself and that didn't end it. It sounds like that just makes her do repeat the cycle. Yeah. Then isn't she the one going basically to kill on her yeah. behalf? Yeah. But at this point they've hidden away the mansion or whatever. So, I think that's the what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Well, all in all, I mean, it was still solid. And I mean, had the first season not existed, I'd be a little bit more impressed with this year, this season, I suppose. But it's worth watching. Yeah, it's, it's still a very hard task to try to, you know, follow this up. And they did a good job. And I think uh, I saw something that the I mean, this director's made made a lot of good stuff. Um his his big theatrical film didn't do well, Doctor Sleep, but I thought it was one of the best movies of last year. I liked that movie a lot. Um, but I saw somebody, he's already, he, he works with a lot of the same people over and over, and he's already on to new projects with some of the cast here. So, um, Oh, well, there you go. They'll, they'll be I'll more. do it again. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Netflix TV series. There'll be other stuff, so. Well, very good. All right, yeah, uh, anything one, else One to story about we... that. What? I did have one story. I just read, read an interview with the uh, the guy who played Peter Quint there, who's also in the Hill House one. Just that uh, when he was pitching it to Netflix, he just he asked him like, 
the actor, the, the creator asked the actor, you want to be in this? You want to be in the second series that we're going to do? He's like, yeah, sure. Of course I want to be in it. He's like, all right. Okay. We got a meeting tomorrow. We got to pitch something. <laughs> I was just like, all right. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I, great I like as that. a little dick Scotsman. Yeah. I mean, he was, it was a fascinating character. He was, I guess you'd say he's the villain of the story. And he was very relatable in that he was, he wasn't bad for bad sake. He was selfish because he was broken. Yeah. And yeah. They even tie in his mom. Yeah. I thought he was, he ended up being a good character. He wasn't like a comical villain of like, Oh, he just, he's just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it plays into the, the tragic part of the whole story. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for uh, episode 188 of the Tony's take podcast. Still a little bit of time for Halloween. So, uh, you got your work cut out for you. Go watch Hubie Halloween or Casper or, uh, Bly Manor even, but, uh, I'm uh, sign off. It's been Sean and you've been joined with me. We've had off-road Andy. Yeah. Twice, multiple times. Yeah. Multiple make sure you're trying to record this. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it sounds great. But make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and we'll see you later. Bye.